Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevasaIslandApparel.com. Welcome everyone to the Polynesian Podcast, sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel, episode 55. Put on for the culture, catch the wave. Check out uh, Levasa, www.levasaislandapparel.com. I am Lance Falatongo. What's up, man? I'm Forrest Lovelock. And I am Mike Fiso. Nice. Having the game back together, Mike. Welcome back. Thanks. Good to be back. Forrest, where are you, uh, where are you tuning in from? It looks like... Oh man! From the Spider Verse. Oh, oh. <laughs> got the Mile Morales about to change dimensions. Uh, background, nice. Oh, That's what's up. Yeah, Mike, you haven't uh, you haven't seen the new Spider Man yet? Nah, I'm probably gonna go this week. You just watched it though, right? Today? Yeah, I just watched it. I had to watch. I knew I had to watch it quick because I think Forrest watched it what yesterday or the day yep. before. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, skip, skip, skip on his story. I was like, nope, nope, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. No spoilers, no spoilers. But uh, yeah, I definitely went. Uh, shout out to our neighbors, uh, Tiara and Mika Afua, who uh, took the baby. So uh, me and Sammy could go uh, nice. to the theater. It's like five minutes away from our house. It's really dope. Um, starts at 12. We left the house at 1145. Beat the previews. It's nice living uh, next to a theater. Yeah, but um yeah, dope. Good movie. I'm uh, I'm hyped for you to see it, Mike. Same way Forrest is like, oh, I'm hyped for you to see it. I was like, oh, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was super jealous. I was like, dang, I wanted to go. <laughs> Trying to find someone to go with me. Yeah, shout out uh, shout out Miles Morales and the Spider-Verse. What is this one? Across the Spider-Verse? Across yeah. the Spider-Verse. Nice, yeah. See that. Uh, go check yeah. that out. Spider-Man's always been, like, for me... The character that everybody can relate to, like regular people, and then like they made it more relatable when it turned into Miles Morales. Yo, like, yep. I yep. love, I love Peter Parker. Don't get me wrong, Peter Parker's the original. His one-liners and his uh, smart remarks are the best yep, ever, yep. Peter Parker. But Miles Morales is really, I mean, whoever created Miles Morales did a really good job. You really see the uh, the wittiness, like yeah. within the battle in this yeah. movie, like and how universal that is for all Spider Mans. It's like a right. common thing that they share. They're all smart asses. <laughs> like even when they're yeah. like getting punched or yeah. like in the middle of a uh, yeah altercation. But yeah, that's uh, Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about movies. Definitely, we're going to talk about uh, Uncle Dwayne, uh, The Rock Johnson. Uh, whose middle name is Douglas. It is not The Rock. Um, he's rejoining Fast and the Furious um, as, a, what is it, a Detective oh, Hobbs. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about our favorite uh, Rock movies that he's been in. Um, we're going to start with uh, a little bit of basketball. There's some. There's a thing called the NBA Finals happening still. The Lakers are out. I stopped paying attention. Uh, the Nuggets and the Heat are tied up 1-1. Uh, after game one, the Nuggets kind of, the Nuggets, what, won by double digits. The Heat had a really terrible game, but game two, they come back and tie it up. What are your, uh, Forrest, what are your thoughts on the series now that uh, the Heat took one away in Denver? Oh, I mean, obviously everybody's going to count out the Heat because they came in probably with the worst record of all the playoff teams. Uh, 
there's people look at them, they're not traditional, I guess, size-wise, uh, for a lot of NBA teams, even though the NBA is transitioning to positionless basketball, they still don't have like an actual big like Bam is a really good big man, but at 6'10, 6'9, he's not your traditional big man. Or, you know, he's like 6'11. Your biggest man. Yeah. Yeah. And Jokic is pretty athletic though, for his size too. So but uh Mammy, they're they're a little smaller. Um they got shooters all around who don't always produce. But they've been producing in the playoffs. Through the heat. Uh, yeah. And they're they, an eighth seed, right? Yeah, that's right. Like I said, like I said, they were they were probably I think the I think they had the worst record of all the playoffs teams coming in to the playoffs. But they're a really scrappy team. People people really always count those guys out until they get to like the championship uh, series or and then everybody's like, Oh, they're scrappy. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Mm. They fight for every, yeah. They've been doing that the whole playoff series, <laughs> all throughout the whole playoffs, every series they're in. And I think uh, I think Denver probably just were a little too lax at the end of that game. Just by the way, maybe they won the first game. I still think Denver's favored. Just mm. I mean, I love Jimmy Butler, but Jokic and Murray together, that's tough. That's tough. Mike, uh, did you get to watch game two or uh, oh, watch yeah. it back? Yeah, I watched it twice. Um, and oh, yeah, nice. what Forrest said, pretty much in the fourth quarter, Denver, uh, they they had some miscommunications. Uh, some low IQ plays were occurring. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let's see, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, he fouled a three point shooter two times. <laughs> oh, so he, was, he was doing his regular, <laughs> he was playing yeah. his regular game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, you're wilding. And then. Some some turnovers down the stretch in the paint, like three times I think they Jokic hit the ball out I guess, and he was kind of butthurt about that. And uh, but I think I still think the Nuggets can win the series. The uh, Jokic is a beast. I think the Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. when they're on, yeah. that's when I think those guys are the like. They have to step up if Jamal Murray is getting slowed down because that seemed to be like the Heat's uh, defensive strategy was slow down Murray because like Jokic is going to eat one way or another. Yo, but like they tried his, to his stats: forty-one yeah. points, eleven rebounds, but only four assists. Yeah, they t- turned him into a scorer. They said, but you do that by making hit like not allowing him to have those cross-court passes. Like those that where he screens and then Murray like runs behind him. They were guarding that really well. So yeah, they they showed up for game two, which I'm glad. Like we want to see a good series, right? We don't want it to be a blowout. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. People are criticizing the Nuggets because they say, Oh, they played an eight seed last series. They played an eight seed now. And I'm like, that's a lame criticism because these eight seeds did work. <laughs> Yeah. To get to those yeah. points, right? Like that's funny. That's a lame argument. I think it was like, oh, they're trying to discredit the Nuggets' possible championship because it would yeah. be against a bunch of eight right. seeds at the end. Come on, man. This, yeah, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then this Jimmy Butler team, and he's willing these guys. Eric Spolestra, how much of a how much of a deal is Eric Spolestra in this? Is it more the players, or is he doing something to scheme up oh. that win yesterday? He's pushing up a storm. Yeah, and also I think like people don't know he's coaching, but 
I like the way he played. Like he was, they had a uh, interview. They they had a clip of his interview, and the reporter asked the same thing that Mike was talking about uh, about turning him into a scorer instead of a, a facilitator. And he was pretty pissed off. Like 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 why would like how do you ask something like that? You're playing against literally the MVP of the league. You know, like he was MVP twice, and the guy's just great. And you guys are trying to tell me that I can turn him into a scorer. And not a, and you know it's gonna change the whole game. No, because he's gonna find ways to win. It's, it's every day he has to plan to play against um, uh, Jokic, and so I'm. I suppose different though. He was also like, imagine being a a, a video uh, the video coordinator, getting to watch all those tapes. Oh yeah. Like I don't know if he sat there and watched all the tapes, but imagine though the experience that you'll have from getting to sit there coordinating those tapes, watching them before you go to a practice, you know, having to point out things on your own before you're even the coach. And, you know, all this information about the other teams, Lance, you know, all about the stats, Lance, Lance knows. So if you're able to watch, yeah. if you're able to watch those tapes, man, put those those training videos together or like uh, when you're in practice, all the practice film or the film that dudes who actually watch film ask for when they're not practicing on the court. I mean, that that alone, I think I think personally, uh, makes Spolstra or Spolstra a really good coach. Like that really helps him in, in coaching. Yeah, Spolstra started as a, what the scouting video coordinator, so, and then became an assistant coach. Worked his way right up now. to take over for Pat Riley and yeah. win some championships with LeBron. I mean, literally, if we were talking about too, like last time we were talking about nepotism, his dad had to go called in a favor. With uh, with Miami, you know the 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 staff oh. there got him a job there, and it was the video coordinating job. But it was his work ethic that got him into coaching. Right. Wait. What? So, what? Do you know how his dad knew the people in Miami? I think his dad is a coach as well too. So people that he used to work alongside of relationships. Um, right. You know? Right. Connections. Yeah, Connections. Sure. It's, uh, it's networking. Having the film, watching over the film is cool, but then also kind of dissecting and datafying uh, yeah, yeah. the the film. But, so like which plays are they running? Who do they throw it to? Having that kind of data from the film, I think is another step. I don't know if that's like advanced stats bro, or advanced metrics, you, but you had sent it to us earlier. You can see like, um, what were the tendencies. Yeah. Your, your vision about this is funny. It's almost like clairvoyant because you sent us that video of Kobe dissecting that video and, like going into detail about what these guys were going to do, why he knows they're going to do it, you know, and he's calling it out as they're watching that video. And I'm pretty sure a uh, coach can do that too by watching those videos all the time he spent doing it. Like Kobe's detail on that, I'm pretty sure. Just imagine Kobe coaching that as he's yeah. showing you on the, I'm not, I can show you on the video. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, Mike, you said uh, suppose coaching his ass off. What are some things that you're seeing that help pick up that win in game two? Um, biggest probably difference maker off the bat was starting Kevin Love, sitting Caleb Martin. Uh, having Caleb or uh, having Kevin Love in the game allowed Jimmy Butler to guard Jamal Murray. Uh, usually, um, he had to come help down with uh, Jokic. But having two bigs down there with Bam and Kevin Love allowed him to be on the perimeter more, which is where Jamal Murray likes to nice. eat. Um, 
also trusting Duncan Robinson. Like last year, everyone was shitting on Duncan Robinson because they paid him like five years, 90 million, and then he just disappeared yeah. for a while. Uh, but this playoff run, he's really stepped up. Um, and like back, something four said, like Kobe breaking down film, right? I always think about this one thing Kobe said, like he said, if someone's doing a pump fake and their leg is behind them, that means they're about to go to the basket. And literally Duncan Robinson did this. He was, he was deep. Like I didn't think he was going to shoot it. He pump fake Jamal Murray bit, but like the first thing I saw was his leg was back when he did the (laughs) pump fake. So I was like, Oh, he's going to the basket or he's not staying there. So he did a little pump fake, took a step in, blasted a three. And I'm sure that that stuff shows up on film, like the defensive tendencies that Jamal uh, Murray has. And so I'm sure Spo is able to point that like he knows what to look for in the video, in the replays, like when he's doing the tape. So I I bet their uh, their film studies are pretty intense. Yeah, especially with his his history as that um, at that position, yeah. um, stealing stealing game two in Denver. This is big for the Heat, but it doesn't sound like you guys think it's uh, gonna sway Denver's chances as much. Do you guys still have Denver as a big favorite, or can the Heat make something happen? Like in general, yeah, I think the betting world mostly <laughs> where it counts now. The betting world, um, and just like. Just dudes who watch basketball in general, you know. Uh, I think just looking at Denver's roster at the moment, yeah. what they can do with that roster, how they can give Miami more fits than Miami can give them with the with with the switching and just the bodies that they have on the bench. I think uh, people in general are gonna just still have Denver favored to win, but Miami though, like we said, Miami scrappy. Miami always finds a way to win and. Having a coach like uh, Coach Spolostra, he's, like Mike said, he's finding ways to win. He's going to sit. He's going to watch film. Um, he's going to go in. He's going to do his job and give his team the best chance to win, which is crazy. Nothing against Mike Malone. I'm pretty sure he's a really, 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 really good coach. And, you know, me probably watches film the same way. I don't know. But, like, uh, we were just talking about the way Kobe dissects film. Uh, Spolstra probably has his own way of dissecting film and it's working for his team right now. And, you know, finding ways to win, like playing um, Kevin Love more or starting him. You know, even if that, even if he doesn't do much, he is a big body, like Mike said. So he's going to tire out Jokic a little bit more, whoever's down there with him, like Aaron Gordon. You know, um, yeah. that's a heavier body to have to deal with. People look at Jokic the same way and be like, man, he's smaller now, but. He's probably still heavy, and imagine having to push against that all four quarters. The, uh, Jokic leaning up on you all four quarters, going to the bucket, turning, hitting you, takes a toll. So now that they have Kevin Love more in the game or starting at least, uh, they can give just a little bit more of what Jokic is giving them on his own, you know, with having him and Bam down there. So it It is crazy to hear the name Kevin Love this late right. in the year. <laughs> I thought he'd be done a long time ago. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. In 2023 and in June, he had back problems when he got to the Cavs. Yo, like, yeah, that was a minute ago. That is when. That is the only time I will say that 
I like the idea of taking games off. If it's for Kevin Love and his situation, I'm all for it. Honestly, for you Lakers fans, I thought you guys messed up. I thought Kevin Love was the guy you guys should have went after. I thought uh, Kevin Love would have pushed you guys over the edge. Oh, instead of Tristan Thompson? Uh, instead of anybody else you guys picked up. Any... <laughs> instead of <laughs> Rui? Yeah. No, actually. Instead of like Troy Brown and fucking. Yeah. That like yeah. seventh, Those guys. Eighth, eighth guy. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Love might not look like it now, but I mean, you see him playing now in the playoffs. So, And he's a champion. I, that, that too. That part, that, like that counts for a lot. That counts for a lot. It, you know, not everybody's a champion. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not everybody's a champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everybody can. Haslam's three. He got three champions just sitting on the bench chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Haslam trying to get his fourth. Hey, Haslam's on the bench. You ain't never seen nobody pull a gun on Miami's team, right? Nope. He's hey. a culture guy. Hey. He fucking brings it. That's He's what a, I say. Because Haslam's, Haslam's in the locker room, like, hey. Why ever see you do that again? And you believe it too. You look at Hazem, you're like, no, nah, that was gonna whoop my ass. <laughs> uh, before we talk about uh, our rock movies, Mike, uh, does this change anything for the series for you, or do you still have uh, Denver? What'd you have, Denver and six or seven? Yeah, I had Denver and six. So I mean, this we're right on, we're right on pace. Right, <laughs> it works. It still works. Nice. Yeah, we're we're still legit. Um, I, I can see the NBA wants seven. You know. They want a memorable one, so <laughs> at this point they just want a good series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh they could have had Lakers and Celtics, but they were too late to to fix the refs. Oh, they also have a ref under investigation for his burner Twitter account. They, yep, they do. Eric Lewis. He's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, what are you messing with the ref for? Leave the ref yeah. alone. He works hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. You they know, used like uh, his middle name and then his wife's maiden name was the Twitter. Oh, what? Like, he didn't Stupid. even try that hard, brother. Like, Man, you know, while we're on Katie's wow. class of burner accounts. Some of these guys, the amount of money they get paid to not even work the whole year, you better be able to take all this criticism. The hell are you talking about? <laughs> get paid 100 plus a year, the ref game, not even the whole year. Yeah. And you out here complaining because people say you make bad calls. You are not perfect. You make bad calls. Some said all his fan, all his family is Knicks fans, and the Knicks are like a hundred and forty-one and two in games that he's refed or some some like I saw that. Wild, I saw that. Like just like oh, his family's team doesn't <laughs> lose when he refs their games. Fucking yeah. What was the name of that Donahue? That first ref that was like oh yeah, Tim on. Donahue. That was like the first time I remember they have a whole. A uh, it's on Netflix. Don't yeah. they have his? Uh, yeah, they have. Oh, his, like uh, untold. Yeah, like it was like <laughs> he told it all. It was the next. <laughs> it was the next story right after uh, yeah, Manti and Ronaya's story. Yeah. After uh, Manti and Ronaya's yeah, story. After our cousin's story. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I said Heaton five, and they were able to take game two and kind of keep it on pace with that possibility. It's not going to happen, I know, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Jimmy Butler rallies the Heat. They win two more in Miami, and then they win like a really depressed game five in Denver. You know, possibilities are out there, especially after a tied series after two games. Uh, we'll see what happens. It'll be done by next week, right? What are what are the spaces like every three days now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so unless it goes to like game six or seven, it'll be done. Um, uh, by our next so episode. side note. Eric Spolstra's dad was an NBA exec. Oh, shit. 
So oh, he was yeah. Front so office. Yeah, for the Holy Buffalo strings. Braves, Trailblazers, Nuggets, and New yeah. Jersey Nets. But he's, yeah, native of the Philippines. He's my uh, Pinoy brethren. <laughs> hey, shout out to uh Or his, his wife is, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. The Rock. The Dude. Rock's made, what, 75 movies? He's either starred in or executive produced. It's oh, um, a lot. It's a lot. Um, at least that's how many different items come up on uh, Xfinity. I mean, mm. it might be like closer to 60 and maybe there's some doubles or director's cut special editions yeah, yeah. that were also available. But a lot of movies to choose from that our favorites might be. What do you guys want to do? Top five. We'll work from five to one and just see what our uh, and just talk through our our top five rock movies. Um. Shout out to uh, Sipping Coco, who Mike introduced us to on Instagram. Um, sorry, following. She was tearing the shit out of Uncle Dwayne <laughs> for like not uh, trying to push through a, a Pacific Islander director uh, for Moana. Uh, we have some different ideas and opinions on this uh, <laughs> and putting on like a Pacifica director uh, for Moana. We'll, we'll talk about that after we rank our our rock movies um yeah so you guys got your list i'm gonna pull mine up here and go with uh number five um i got walking tall at number five okay nice i like that one walking tall was like his one of his first serious like roles but he still had a you know, definitely the action walking around with definitely beat a lot of people up guns yeah you got uh, a freaking beaten up slot machines and shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. The bad guy in that movie is always a bad guy. Can we talk about that for a second? There, there are some. I've seen movies he's a gay guy, but yes, the majority of movies you watch, he's usually a bad guy. I, I don't know his name. It's a white guy, blonde hair, light blonde, short hair, bright blue yeah. eyes. I feel like he used to, he might have been the good guy like straight out of high school, but he quickly his career turned into just you know always it's, being the snide or it's like, his facial expressions that make neil mcdonahue really neil mcdonahue does well, it say what other that. what other things he's in that people might know like oh, yeah, what other he's, films he's in number a one. lot of fucking movies <laughs> what, wow. number one well, yeah exactly uh, what, band what, of brothers minority report uh oh, he was in minority he was in desperate housewives he was in oh. He's in nine one one Lone Star. He's in that too. Yep. He's been in a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Would you yeah. say B list, C list? Uh, uh, I think B. I think he's I say I think B. He's, yeah. yeah B. Okay. Uh, sorry, McDonough, Robbie. What is this? Neil. Neil. I already forgot it. I'm sorry. Right. Um, Neil I know his fuck, I know his face. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, definitely always the bad guy. There are some guys that just get like. He does like three movies a year. <laughs> As and he's just like a bad guy or a bad guy lieutenant. Yeah, usually. Is he in the Expendables? No, I don't think oh. so. That's you know, there, there's a someone, uh, an older OG in the uh, filming business, who always played like a villain. His he was an All American football player at Michigan State. I think the first All American actually, uh, Polynesian. His name is Bob Apisa. Look up, up, you'll see his face. And if you remember old, like, 
uh, late 80s and uh, early 90s films. He was always like the tough man. He always got beat up though. I feel bad because you know, <laughs> he's a bad he, guy. He, yeah, he did a lot for for Samoans and sports. Uh, went the first person I know, well, probably the first time one to go to uh, Michigan State was uh, All American defensive tackle at Michigan State. Then he got into film and he he was a stuntman I think at first and then just started getting those roles in uh, in these films as the villain. Or the tough guy in the movie. Yeah, thug number one, cop number one, <laughs> security guard number two, right. <laughs> bouncer at the bar. Yo, and then seeing our our people go from like thug number two to leading their own movies right. and producing their own movies, seven yeah. seven bucks production, right? Uh, that the Rock started um, mostly to do his own movies, but he's now got the capability to share that. Uh, with other projects but yeah. definitely seeing walking tall and him in a lead role and you know just the it's especially at the beginning of his kind of movie career mm-hmm. it was just showing the possibilities and potential and promise right uh that dwayne johnson that the rock was he still going by dwayne the rock johnson in yeah. the in the titles there yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. so yeah, seeing Walking Tall is a, is a big one for me, but he's definitely nice. had some. some I like it. So yeah, Sean show. William yeah. Scott, fucking Stifler. Can't you know. go wrong with oh, that. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, wait. No, no, was, uh, no. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Knoxville. And, and, and Zero from uh, from from Host. Zero yeah. from Host. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Uh, uh, since that's your number five, I'll change mine so we can just have something different. As no. Five. That was my That was my five. But yeah, also, same. Yeah, same. Oh, okay. See, we agree. Yeah. We're we're in yeah, no, at five. But since that, I, I I'll put something different on the list and see if that's your five. Um, I'll put uh, actually I'll put Rampage at five. Who? Rampage. I, I I liked it. I liked it because you played the game. I played the game as a kid too. I love that arcade game. It's right. fun. Yeah. So I mean, they did a good job at you know I mean, it was a game. So the way they did the CGI gorilla. Kind of looked just like him, and I thought um, the wolf was one of the cooler characters on the movie. Like they made this like ten foot wolf in there, which is pretty cool, you know. As one of the beasts. What were what were the beasts in the game? There's the I, gorilla. There's the lizard, lizard. So they the do wolf. have a. Oh, a actually, rat. yeah. They, oh, is it a rat? They had yeah. like a couple different, like I think yeah. five characters. Oh damn! So in the in the movie, they had the, the wolf, the gorilla. And then the lizard, which was actually an alligator, they turned into yeah. an alligator, and just that was probably like the biggest villain, I guess, in the movie, so the strongest one. Uh, they made the 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 alligator crocodile like indestructible for the movie. <laughs> like, whoa, no one's gonna beat this guy. <laughs> and uh, the rock is like a pilot, and he's uh, friends no, he's, with the ape, and he's uh, he's actually like a zoologist, I guess. He takes care. Mm-hmm. of the animals in this like sanctuary this zoo and um the gorilla is a special albino gorilla but yeah. it's really smart that's like his best friend like they do sign language they communicate together and um the way the animals get uh i guess transformed or or mutated is a company of course the villains in the movie shoot out um or they take samples into space to try to, I guess, 
bio mix animals, and they, that's where the rat <laughs> is. So they do have a giant make rat animals in space, right? Because you know, there's no laws in space. So oh, uh, okay, all right, <laughs> right. A little loophole, international right. error. And space. the samples, the samples from the from the from the station there fall to Earth and infect the oh, gotcha. animals on Earth. What what makes it like a, a a great movie for you? Like put it in at in, uh, in your top five. Like, is it like funny a, or is it? Who super... doesn't like a, a relationship with the gorilla, the giant gorilla man? Don't Animal relationship, your, right? Your nostalgia. You want arcade. your best friend to be a gorilla, like bro? That's my best friend. Go ahead, kick me out. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, yeah, go ahead, touch me. We no. work the club. <laughs> like, hey, show him your ID. <laughs> All right, Walking Tall. You had Walking Tall at five, but you're replacing it with Rampage. Mike, you got Walking Tall at five? Yep, I'm locking it in. All nice. right, so Mike, what is your – start us at number four. What's your number All four? All right, so uh, my number four would be The Rundown. That's nice. the one I was thinking of with uh, Stifler, Sean yep. William Scott. Yeah. yeah. Where he's in the forest, you know, have to help the, the natives. And it was just like a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I was like a kid when it came out. So, you know, I was all about seeing the rock in movies. I was like, oh, this is tight. This oh, is yeah. tight because he used to just be wrestling rock bottom everybody now. Right. He, he rock bottomed somebody in the first three minutes of the Yeah, film. I was like, I think he oh, does he that the, too. the football team, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on the, so right at the beginning. Team. Yeah, right at the beginning of the movie, he's waiting to do some, like, he's trying to. He's what a retrieval expert, I think is yeah. the term. He's going yeah. to get money that uh, his bookie boss lent out to some superstar quarterback. But on his way into the club to go make that confrontation, he passes Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, and it was supposed to be like a passing of the guard at the time. Yeah, saying. like a but yeah, passing of the torch. He's like yeah. uh he walks by Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger looks him dead in the face and he's like, What is it, have fun or good luck or something like that? But Some, yeah. yeah. Passing the torch on to the next uh, yeah, action. superstar action yeah. blockbuster. Yeah, so action superstar. So that was dope. But yeah, that, that movie was, he was a cook. He wanted to open up a restaurant, but, you know, he had an injury right. uh, and he never made it to the league. And he ended up being like a repo guy. Goes to the, what, Brazil? The Brazilian yes, jungle? in the jungle, in the thick of it. Rosario Dawson. Bro, bartender. I used to yeah. be in love with Rosario Dawson. You know the first movie. Oh I ever yeah, saw that him? movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first movie I ever saw him was this independent film. Sorry, we're off track again, but the first movie I ever saw him was this independent film called Kids. I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but it's about it's supposed to be teaching you about age, like uh, sexually transmitted diseases and uh, drugs, but it's about these these two friends. One was a uh, ghost from uh, Next Friday. You remember the white kid that Ivory? around? Yeah. Wait, said next Friday? Ghost. Yeah, remember he, he was the one with the he worked with the what's his name in the in Pinky Shop? Oh, the yeah, white boy yeah. that was in the shop. Oh, okay. Okay, so his well, his name is the, the vacuum movie, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <that's laughs> um, but it's him and his friend Telly, and they're just like street kids in New York. And they go, it's it's like how they spend their day in New York. But Rosario Dawson's in it, and it's like you know all these kids. Like, there's no parents in the movie. These kids are teenagers. They're younger. They're skateboarders. Uh, they just run around New York doing crazy shit. You know, in the movie, 
but Rosario Dawson was in that movie, and after that, I seen her in uh, He Got Game, and that was it for me. I was in love with Rosario Dawson. Lala. Rosario. <laughs> yeah, I think, I feel like this might have been one of the first movies I saw her in. Um, yeah. The Rundown, yeah. There. The Rundown, great movie. Uh, I also have that as my number four. That's funny. Nice. I have that as my number one, so. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going mm-hmm. to go on on your... I don't know why I, you have the rundown at number one. So hey, is your number it's, four? It's, my number four is Moana. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not as young as you guys or the kids who watch this movie when they first watch this. So, but it is. I mean, it's important for one because yes, I am Polynesian, and uh, whether it be animated or real life action movie, you know, it's such a great feeling to see. You represented on the big screen, so yeah. And the stories aren't um, and no controversy here, but the stories aren't just particular to one um, part of Polynesia. You know, they what they did was try to mix it. I I applaud them for that. They didn't want to make it just like a Samoan tale or a Tongan tale, Hawaiian. You know, even with like their stuff like um, Tevaka's in it, so. You know, they had some of that in it. Um, some people from Tokyo, yeah, uh, influences from Tokyo. Sorry, um, if you look deep enough to Fiji, you know, from Melanesia and uh, Micronesia. So it's dope to see that on film because as kids, yeah, we saw it everywhere, but we didn't see it in mainstream, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's why I thought it was, uh, I think for what it stands for, for a lot of people, I rated, I have it rated higher. Um, course, yeah. yeah, what? Yeah, The Rock is definitely one of the the, the headliners for that for that movie. Um, I think it has like a ninety five percent Rotten Tomato score, certified mm-hmm. super fresh. Like it's like yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, do you think The Rock uh, uh, appropriates Polynesian culture for money? Man, Fuck you know yeah. What? <laughs> Is it? Because like paid. looking back, looking I mean, back, I don't know over if he the appropriates films, it. It's like half of who he is, right? Right. Uh, he's getting paid off of his his culture. He is part of the culture. You're gonna have people say, "Well, you didn't grow up in Samoa. He doesn't speak great Samoan." I know half your family don't speak great Samoan. If you don't shut your mouth, like, uh, yeah, my Samoan is shit. So I definitely don't nah, talk you, about man, people's Samoan. But, but also, like people are always like. Well, what does he do for the culture? He's, he exists. Does, yeah, you know that, what is, I mean? that like, is true. He did, did you want him to come pay your bills? <laughs> you know, is that what you want? You want him directly to come and pay your bills? That's what you want. When he got his his tat, then then people were like, "What is that?" You know, that's that's what yeah. starts the conversation. Four million people were like, "That's us." Yeah, <laughs> hey, <laughs> over here, <laughs> right. not Somalian. Right. Oh man, I still get that. I feel like okay. I've gotten that within the Same, last six right? months. Like what? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty light skinned Somalian. Um, definitely looking back at the um, Islander parts of the movies that pop up, and then comparing them to like uh, I don't know his actions are. You remember when uh, who was it? Drew Afualo right. was interviewing him. Asked him. Yeah. Or tried to speak Samoan to him, and he was like, right. "Hell no! Hey, 
I'm not gonna do that. Right, it was like you're, you're putting him on the spot. You that's the reaction. I don't know if that's the reaction Drew wanted, but like you know, and Drew also give her props for putting um, Polynesian people on the map too because she's doing a great job. Whether or not you agree with a lot of the stuff she says, she's you know what I mean she's <laughs> out there for us just because you know what I mean she's wild, but she's also she also just goes really if you watch a lot of her content, it's a lot of people coming after her and then she comes after you. So if you're able to dish it out, you should be able to take it. Uh shout out to Drew Okwalo for yeah. doing what she does, man. She's and then always always trying to put her culture on, which is great. Uh, but no, I mean that's tough. Like Again, the scene at the end of Be Cool where he's like doing the luau dance. Yeah, exactly. Is that my number three? Is that Uh, putting uh, on the culture? For sure. That's it's like a slap dance and everything. They had a whole show. They had, I mean, imagine the dancers that got to dance in the movie. You know, that guy played a fafa. Like, that's crazy. No one, right? Right. He was, he was gay in the movie. Right. He was, I was like, okay. That's not no. new to me. So I, <laughs> right. that's that's culturally acceptable. I've seen that before. So, yeah. All right. Uh so that's your number three. What was that be that's cool? My, no, that's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, be cool. Well, yeah, no, be no, cool no. Well, no, that's that's your three. Okay, cool. Uh cool for us. Like what's what's your three? What is my my three was Gridiron Gang. Ooh. Iron Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, we're starting nice. to deviate here. Uh, just a little. Just a be little. be cool. Sorry, is it be cool? Yeah. It get is, shorty. Yeah. It, that was a what the sequel. The, the sequel to get shorty. And what is Mike? Why why is that your number three? Uh, I think that that is like one of the like times that the Rock deviates, like because it's still very early in his acting career, right, and like the character play. he's playing is not the typical like Rock super alpha. Characters. First of all, he wasn't even the main character. No, he was no, like no. trying to get his know. shot when he did he the was, monologue of Bring Harvey It On. Kytel's, uh, Harvey Kytel's shit, yeah, <laughs> he posted that. That shit was so funny, bro. And and then when he started singing, You ain't woman enough to take my man. That shit had me rolling, bro. Cowboy hats and cowboy boots. <laughs> the red, shiny red cowboy boots and the new headshots. Yeah. yeah like, that's like out of, I feel like that was like way out of his comfort zone, but. That's a good point. He was still like. Yeah, but he still killed it. Like, just the comedic part of it was comfortable for him. Like, I'm pretty sure he's played that role, like joking with his cousin somewhere. Right, exactly. That's what it. That's what it. So natural. It was funny. Yeah, and for him to put it out there with a big summer movie with John Travolta and them, it's who's going to tell him that? Hey, that's a good point. (laughs) That's a good point. It's a really big deviation of what his normal kind of cutout. Was. But that, yeah. like I said, that was like real early. I think that was like right after Scorpion King. That was yeah, after before. Yeah, it was it was still early for him. In that like, area. He had a fro in it too. Yeah, bro. Funny. He looked yeah, like the yeah. Grand Theft Auto Samoans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the big button shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah bro. I mean, that's I mean, funny. even that—that's like an amazing point of culture that we are like a part of. L.A. culture. Oh hell yeah! Say yeah. like one in twenty people you see in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, <laughs> and and Grand Theft Auto Five. It's like I mean, it sucks that one of them is a prostitute in the game and the other one's supposed to be a gangster. But I mean, whatever. We'll take what we can hey, get. Hey, we're there. We're, we're in it. The <laughs> we're on the scene. We'll take what um, we can get. 
The Rock played a uh, counselor that would counsel some of these uh, prostitutes and gang members in San Andreas and help them make a, what was it, a football team in Gridiron Gang? That's your yeah, number three, that Forrest? Is, that is. What is uh, What does that movie mean to you? I mean, when it came out, of course, you're going to see, like, yeah, where Samoan football together. So a lot of people are going to go see it. It has rock. It has football. You know what I mean? It's based in California. X to the Z exhibit. Right. Exhibits in there. <laughs> and not too many people know the kid that played uh, Junior, is his last name, Palacio? Mm-hmm. Whose story, if you guys don't know, you guys should go check out Junior's story. It's a pretty good story, too, uh, just from him going from a gang member into, um, like, I think he, he did go to college after, play football, but he became, like, a really big uh, community um, figure out there in California, uh, but was also played by Setu Tase, who went to someone. So I, so I, I thought that was so dope. Like, my, he's actually, I think Setu kind of grew up in Carson also, but um, he went to someone. Uh, I think he's, I want to say class of 2001. You say Tase, like Pooch? Yeah. Like yeah. the coach of the Fungi Tua Vikings that won yeah. like three championships in a row yeah. in the early 2000s? Yeah, so his his name is Setu. Uh, I remember Setu because Setu is a good friend of one of my really good friends. Shout out to my guy Bernard Pooney, man, who can hey, sing. Be like down, no other. Be down. My man can sing. If y'all don't know, I'll put you on, man. Bernard Pooney from American Samoa can sing. What's uh? uh he, he's in kinship with Josh. What's Josh's name? Josh. Josh Kong. Utah, Kong. Another great lyricist that so, so many don't know that should know. Uh yeah, Josh. I mean, both great people too, man. Josh is probably one of the dopest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, yeah, Josh is your guy. Yeah, but yeah, um, Bernard went to school with Setu. Uh, I remember, and Bernard used to tell me about him. Um, they're a little younger than me, but you know, uh, to know that there was a kid that was in and that movie at the time when Kenny came out, like it, it was pretty big because again, The Rock was starting to get all his stuff rolling. Like, his career was really rolling at that point. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of, we're going to talk about it, like, having to, having the opportunity to cast a kid like that, like, it's not one kid to come on and play uh, that role, which was a pretty big role in the movie. That was pretty dope of him. You know, he didn't have to actually cast, like, a, you know what I mean? You better have a Samoan playing a Samoan hey. character. I've seen white people play Mexican, so. <laughs> yeah, what year was this, right? Because this was before people even cared. 2006. 2006, yeah. right. 2006 see? Like, yeah. Oh, it's a brown person with a curly wig. Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> really yeah, brothers. that's a Somalian. It's cool. Yeah, it's exactly. That's exactly what Somalians look like. Coach okay. Sean Porter. The the counselor that The Rock is playing isn't isn't someone, right? Just the no. kid? In yeah, the, just, just, just the kid. Yeah, he's a black dude. I think he's right. half black, half white. I think yeah. that drop. I like that movie too. I had it at like I had it tied for second with the oh, game. Uh, I think I had that down at like eight. Um, what do you uh, what do you what do you have at three, Mike? Did you already do your three? Three, I said. Be cool was three. Okay, and, and then, then pain and gain is tied for second with gridiron gang. Nice. Gain and gain, yeah, it's confusing. Pain and pain and gain is the one with Mark Wahlberg. What are they? What's the premise yeah. of that movie? I did not, I didn't catch that one, but I hear it's 
One of the better performances. uh, Mark Wahlberg um, steals this guy's whole life, identity, everything. (laughs) And him and The Rock and the guy who plays the, uh, the Falcon. In the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like oh, yeah. New Captain yeah. America, Anthony Mackie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all there. They just abuse steroids. Steroids, <laughs> get hell uh, above bodybuilders, like and trainers make they bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> they sell steroids, yeah, and it's the, based on a true story. It's wild. Yeah, when the Rock, he he just went in. He was like, ah, like have the mood swings. Yeah, uh, it seemed very natural. <laughs> Some experience there. All natty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think the Rock's ever taken steroids in the Attitude area? Oh, era? No. Never. If I'm keeping it seven bucks, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. The Rock. That's uh, no way. That's amazing. Yo, his body's just changed shapes so many yeah. different times. Like yeah. his neck and his traps. and It's his job. That's what he does. Hey. Have you seen Spy Kids? Do what you gotta do. He's trying to look yeah. like those thumb people, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god. Not the thick thumb the, people. Super next, necks. Yeah. Uh, he looked like uh, the soldier from uh, what was it? Uh, what is the show with the what is the name of the damn Little soldiers, small soldiers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Small soldiers, small soldiers, definitely. Lance, do you remember uh, the security guard at the college who looked like the bad guy from Small Soldiers? Mm. Oh, did he ride around in a golf cart? Yeah, or they all did food. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I remember those golf carts would be like, you hear those wheels, man, and it's basically a police siren. People would like pick their cards up or off the table, or just get up and walk away, put out their cigarettes, <laughs> like, yeah, whoop whoop. Um, my number three uh, favorite Dwayne Johnson movie uh, was Hobbs and Shaw. It's a, just a big summer blockbuster. The Rock got his, you know, split off away from Fast and Furious. Um, and he was like going to start his own story, the Hobbs story. Uh, what is it? Fast and, and Furious his, Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Him and Jason him and Statham. Usos. Yeah. Usos. Yo, that's another thing, oh, man. Holy Uso. Like, <laughs> I didn't like the way that sounded. It's like sounded kind of just like, wait, what's the what's the dude's name? His brother, Cliff Curtis? That plays Uncle Bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Cliff Curtis. It's yeah, always good to see him. He's the essential uh, <laughs> Bully dude. Him and the dude that plays Jake the Muscle. He's like, played everything. Yeah, they were like they were both in like if you ever saw like a movie that was coming out that had a Bully in it, you're like sure to see either of those two. Or see him with Denzel Washington in Training Day, or see right. him like yeah. as an Indian or like an Asian or in any other sort else. of shit. Collateral yeah. damage. He's a yeah. chameleon. Yeah, yeah. He's an Thank FBI you, agent, just yeah. <laughs> uh, or Middle Eastern bad guy. What was that? I didn't. I didn't mind him. Like, I get what everybody's saying. It did sound weird when he was saying like some Samoan words, but at the same time. How many movies do you see on the big screen? Somebody speaking someone. You're <laughs> saying just take it. Just take the yeah. fact that just take the oh, fact yeah. that someone was there and it's yeah. it's there in the subtitles, if not, you know, pronounced. You guys, uh, hey, He's people. black too. <laughs> you do that you guys are putting, guys are putting too much on half someone, man. I'm saying, like, hey, you guys were complaining that he wasn't putting you on 
or he didn't do stuff for the people. Now that he's trying, now he's not, you know, he's not signing enough for you. Like, yo, bro, your dad's not signing enough for you. Get the hell out of here. Do it, man. At, uh, we're moving on to our number twos. Uh, my number two is Moana. It's a catchy movie. The songs, the character is big. You see Maui all over the place, even still for Halloween. Uh, people buying that brown tattoo suit and putting them on like their white bodies. It's funny. Uh, but yeah, definitely the song, just the, the impact of that movie being Polynesian Pacific Islander, um, and our stories and like i killed an eel and buried its guts sprouted a tree now you got coconuts i was like hey that's legit hey that's legit they did a little research there right that's how it happened (laughs) get off the eel head and that's how we started growing coconuts um you brought up a, a point like you pulled up all the pictures of the writers the main writers on that story and it looked like a bunch of white uh people Yep, you did, and I, and so I mean, because so I had this conversation with uh, a niece of mine who uh, graduated college, and we had the discussion because uh, they grew up away from the islands as well, but they love their culture, so they're always trying to, you know, find out about more. So then we just had they. She told me that she looked it up one day and she saw those pictures. Again, they did a good job for what they did, like. I can't complain. Uh, and I won't say like if you had actual Polynesian people on the team that it wouldn't be better. Of course it would because, again, um, they know the culture. They're part of the culture. But also, it could ruin it because they could be too deep into the culture. And like, like you're going to want to get off so many details because you're so excited that it's something that you get to do for your people. You know, that's never been done. You get to tell a story that man, how many of us have wished we could tell that story? Like, So I think maybe having, like, Polynesians also, like, you could just go into too much detail, like, and then you get stuck. I mean, I mean I'm sure there was some sort of Polynesian or Pacific Island references right. happening in, you know, interviews or they asked. They them, have, because yeah. there was a lot of stuff that made sense as far as right. what I know about Pacific Islander history and um just trying to match up some of those i mean it's a it's a movie right you know they're trying to tell right. an entertaining story so it's not necessarily factual and 100 percent real and you know accurate but definitely that's how you kind of create some of that um connection is by using some of those events or stories that are canon and that people know um you know and are part of our culture so i'm sure some sort of asking around happened or some sort of research but seeing you know 10 white faces on a polynesian or an islander story is like oh i've yeah definitely feel like it could have been even better even though it was really great representation and uh, entertaining movie and definitely. music um probably could have been even better with you know more islanders talking about oh yeah you know this probably wouldn't happen here you'd have this island here or these tattoos should look this way or the boat should function in this manner you know i you know i thought it was pretty accurate though um let's go your guys number twos mike's what do you have uh in um, your second i song? did mine i had pain and gain and uh oh, yeah. gridiron gain right gang 
Gang, 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 gang. Yeah, I didn't honestly. Moana was tight, but like, I like the representation. But I, I'm kind of like over Disney movies. I don't know. That's why I, I, it wasn't on my list. Okay. Yeah. No, I've been. I think that's probably. I mean, also it's like, something. I've watched yeah. it almost every day. So yeah. it's, that probably bumped <laughs> it up too. Um, Forrest, what's your number two? Jumanji. Ooh. Jumanji's good. Jumanji's good. I like yeah. Jumanji a lot. Jumanji like is my number one, but you go first. Nice. Uh, I love his acting. You know, he's funny, man. He's just naturally funny and just, he did a really good job in the movie. I liked him in the movie. And uh, when they did another Jumanji, because the first one, the original one with Robin Williams was amazing, you know. That was tight. That, that was first tight. one was dope. But to have like again, have the rock there too, uh playing that role, which is a uh, it was a pretty big role, man. I mean, especially for that movie Jumanji. Then he did part two where he was funny too, you know, same characters. Yeah, Jumanji one and two are some of the most you know. Are two of the most rewatched movies I've seen over the last couple of years. Like I've, I think I've watched Jumanji one and two at least three times. And every time you watch it, you can sit down and laugh, right? Yo, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's probably edibles timed well, but that, <laughs> but the material, the material is also good in that first right. movie. Like when hearing that The Rock was going to do Jumanji, um, I was like, okay, is he going to be the Robin Williams guy? How are they going to reboot this? And then they turn it into a video game where they're video game characters, and he's got Kevin and Hart and they're ripping Jack Black's in there. It's great. Oh man, um, the comedic situations and people that they have, the talent that they have, just yeah. definitely set them up for a lot of really good uh, scenes and moments. And it's a it's a video game, basically, right? So we're all kind yeah. of conditioned to how yeah. video games work. One section, move on, beat this level, yeah. move on. Um, Yeah, and I, I thought it was hell funny. Obviously, The Rock and Kevin Hart are funny as shit together. <laughs> well, they are. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, yeah, you know, I'm you can see it in real life. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. You can see it in real life, even when they're doing interviews. They... The way they bounce off each other and they know that they're just trying to be as funny as possible because right. that's what's going to get this clip going viral. Right. These two, first of all, these two are both stars. Like Kevin Hart's a shark now on Shark Tank. Like <laughs> things are going oh, really is, well is, for Kevin is Hart. He on Shark Tank now? <laughs> yeah, yep. he's uh, a I mean, yeah, hearing I'm, pitches. Um, I just. I just thought he sold underwear and shorts now on Fabletics. Yeah, Fabletics. He's got that. Uh, yeah. He's got like his own comedy shows. Uh, yeah, not like tour, on tour. Yeah. Not not just yeah, not just on tour. But I think he's yeah. got one on Facebook, like a channel. Nice. That's dope. Um, other different production stuff. So definitely, both of those guys are going up, and they're yeah, their relationship and and yeah, uh, money moves. Money timing moves. is is so so good. But yeah, yeah, I love that one. And then the second one. Well, in the first one, The Rock is pretending is pretending to be a kid the whole time, right? A kid that's nervous and shy and trying to, you know, earn that big strongness that he's got. Yeah. And in the second one, he's pretending to be an old ass grandpa, Danny DeVito. Right. Um, and you know, yeah, funny, definitely funny premise, and it's video game stuff. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Mike, what is your number one? Uh, my number one rock movie uh, is Central Intelligence. Uh, that was like the first time they put Kevin Hart and The Rock together and found out that it was 
movie magic. Um, right, yep. It's the whole story. The Rock used to be like some fat dorky guy, and they <laughs> like made him be naked in front of everybody. For everybody, yeah. And it's then funny. he comes back, and he's all buff, and in the, in the CIA. And yeah, that, that movie was pretty funny. I yeah. definitely enjoyed it. That was was that their first their first movie together, The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah, I believe I think so. so. Yeah, before yes. that movie, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's striking gold. Finding that, um, yeah, that relationship. They probably did well. Did they? Did, did they ever have a spin or a sequel for that? Or they just? I don't think so. Doing they just movies? started doing like the Jumanjis and. They still yeah. work together just on different franchises or stuff. Yeah. Had to up that contract. Show up in Hobbs. Oh, is it? I feel like Kevin Hart has made some some cameos in rock movies, not just like uh, ones where they're doing like the buddy cop thing. Or, um, I'd have to check that though. Forrest, your number one. It was Wayne the Johnson. Oh, it was the rundown? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. It's the rundown. Sean Williams got a little bit of lightning, a little bit of thunder. El Gato. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the first times like you got to see Rock. Like, I know it was an action movie, but like he actually acted in the movie. You know, he had to be more than just the action dude in it. Because yeah. again, no guns. You know, he wasn't about the guns. He was trying to be a chef in the movie, trying to open his restaurant. He his character had a little depth to him. You know what I mean? Plus, it's the Rock. You know, you got to like it was cool to see him in a movie other than uh, him slaying a, or. Becoming the Scorpion King or uh, body, you know, body slamming like seven people. You know what I mean? Even though he did in that movie. What number is the Scorpion King for you guys? Uh, Like the movie itself or him as Scorpion King in The Mummy 2? The movie itself. Wait, and then how bad is his cameo CGI in The Mummy 2? It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was bad, but it was good. It was, you know? it was good for him. They oh, were like, yeah. we'll never do that ever again with you, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, and then he was... had The Scorpion King. I feel like I had that on uh, on DVD for sure. I would Michael, go see that in theaters for sure. For Michael sure. Clark Duncan, huge wrestling fan. Uh, R.I.P. He was in that movie. I think just him and The Rock were such good friends because Michael Clark Duncan was always at WrestleMania and just a huge wrestling fan that The Rock was like, fine, come be in this movie come that we're shooting. Movie? You can be like one of the bodyguards. I have it at nine. Um, yeah. Uh, the rundown. Damn, what was it? Oh, there's that one scene where he's fighting like the natives next to the water and he has to like fight their... One Bro. guy and he's like small, but he's fast. Crawling all over him. Shit. Yeah. Ernie yeah. Rise Jr. was a nineteen eighty, like late eighties, early nineties star. I, I, What's his name? That's the guy. Ernie who... Rice Jr. Surf Ninjas. Uh... You guys watch Surf Ninjas? Sorry. What is that? Wow. Oh no. Is that like three ninjas wow. on the water? Subway uh, Surfer. Surf Ninjas, because they surf, but they they later became found out in the movie that they were from. Uh, uh, a clan of ninjas. Uh, but they also he was also in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. He was the pizza delivery boy who ended up fighting. And then like in like the or mid eighties, he was like this kid. But he used to he was in like every ninja and in the eighties, 
America was obsessed with martial arts. Let me wow. tell you. His picture <laughs> on his IMDb is that scene from the rundown. Oh, <laughs> Ernie Rice Jr. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's his IMDb? Because, yeah, it's like, a picture of The Rock just chilling in the water, and you're like... <laughs> right, right, after, yeah, right after he was a child star, he got older, and it was like, oh, what else can you do? He looked like... Um, What's his name? Ray Mysterio. Him, him and his him and his father are uh, actual, um, like champion martial artists. Yeah, like and oh. uh, Filipino too. Hey, uh, and that was one of the uh, I think in the extras that they were interviewing him and they were saying usually when we work with big ass dudes we got to choreograph we got to like you know we're only gonna do yeah. step here turn here take punch. You know, it really cuts down our playbook with the rock is like flying over trees and doing all right. sorts of different shit. Like, <laughs> even though he's a big six foot three, 230 pound guy, he's still super agile and it helped with yeah. the with the stunts and stuff. That fight scene is classic. I mean, just them swinging from the ground. They kick the rock. He hits the tree. He gets back up. They're kicking him again as they're swinging from the tree. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like. I don't know if you can fake that. Like even with the like with the with the if there was a stunt double, like if it was my guy, um someone stuntman. Tanori, man, he must have taken a beating doing that, man, because bro, they whooped his ass in that scene. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any other uh points or honorable mentions for your favorite Dwayne Johnson movies? Yeah. I mean, oh, once Black you started, Adam, like, Black Adam was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, Black Adam was This is a good blockbuster. I wish that it turned into more Black Adams. I was kind of bummed that James Gunn was like, this is not part of my universe. Which is weird. Like, I guess maybe he's, I don't know, just going to go by like traditional Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. Because Black Adam, yeah, he's a big character in the DC universe, but he's never really like in the middle of everything, like the guys that James Gunn is trying to, uh, he's trying to reboot movies. He's rebooting the universe. Like Superman's going to be a young kid again. Oh, so, well, what that's, what they're, that's what they're doing now in like the comics. Uh, Marvel went through it. So they have different universes in Marvel right now. Like, and then in, in DC, I think it's earth, earth 54. I got to look it up again, but they're, yeah, a whole new, a whole new like story like they did if you watch the animated movies they do now which by the way are pre- like some of them are actually better than the live action movies that they do because they do a lot more serious things in the dc uh animated movies like if you watch like the the flash animated movie it's called the dude that one was crazy right the flash paradox uh uh in the reboot in that world superman one of the one of the world Superman is dating Wonder Woman. In that one, uh, Wonder Woman has an affair with Aquaman, causes a war because she ends up killing Aquaman's queen, and her and Aquaman go to war. So the the Amazons and Aquaman are at war, and it's like this world war because people have to pick sides, uh, and only the Flash can go back in the past and change things. It's really dope. If you have a chance, Lance, you should get to like, you'd like it because of the issues in it. It's like. Real world issues. I know it's just the oh, nice. animated stuff, but like it's real world issues and like they're a lot more mature, I think, with their animated stuff. Like even the Batmans they do that are animated. Um the Red Hood, 
you'd like that one. That's such a good story. Um, but yeah, so I DC guess. is it's different. And so, like, they have uh, Young Justice. That's another TV show right now, animated for. It's about the Young Justice team and Superman, and that is a clone who's actually a kid. So he's like more of mm. Superman's son. It's really dope. Yeah, I know James Gunn is like not trying to use Henry Cavill as like Superman, and I don't know if that was like a deal breaker when The Rock bought, you know, him on for a cameo on Black Adam. Yeah. Um, or if just like Black Adam is not part of the story that James Gunn wanted to tell. But I feel like that kind of, I wonder how that changed The Rock's timeline. Like if he was like committed to being like a DC focused person and building up. Right you know, movies, a bunch of blockbusters like that over the next five, whatever years that he would be Black Adam. Um, and if not getting that Black Adam kind of feature is affecting anything that he's doing now or if what he's doing now is always the plan because he's doing football, more movies. He's back with Fast and the Furious. Like, does that happen if he's Black Adam, if he's got his own right. superhero Seriously? franchise? Yeah, franchise. Um, are you guys surprised that he's joining back up with Vin Diesel? I I thought this was a beef. Like I don't I didn't think they were ever gonna get over it. Well, I see reports that they were actually cool before they decided to uh, start the movies up against again. Yeah, I, I, re- I saw the the video that The Rock posted that announced that Hobbs was gonna be in the yeah. Fast X Part Two movie. Yeah. Uh, he was like, me and Vin, we talked about it. We buried all that. It's water under the bridge. We're just going to make great movies for our fans. You know, he was just kind of moved past it. Uh, Mike, do you know anything about that that beef they had? Uh, you know, it's probably something to do with, oh, I can't lose a fight. It's in my contract. And Vin Diesel's like, oh. nah, I'm the main character of this fucking story. So you're gonna have to lose. There's probably some tensions over that, you know. No, it was like, wait. The Rock was... has that have that in his contract. Yeah. No. Does he have what? That That's crazy. He did. I don't know if he still does, but he definitely did. <laughs> I know the reports were that he came on, and like The Rock and his personality was trying to take over the franchise a little bit, and it didn't sit right with Vin Diesel because you know a lot of the stuff is Vin Diesel probably had writers or planned stuff out way before The Rock got there. Yeah. So that didn't sit right with a lot of, and then a lot of the cast are always going to be uh, on Vin Diesel's side because it's his franchise. He started it. Oh, you think The Rock tried to do a Fast and Furious coup? Oh yeah, for sure. This is his personality, man. He want to come over there and take over everything, man. I can shape see it, it to shape it into what he wants, which isn't bad. I mean, that's just like him really wanting it to be good. Like he can see stuff, but like, uh, bro, that's not your baby. Yeah, <laughs> the Rock took it over. It would turn into Transformers real quick. <laughs> it's all yeah. about family. Uh, <laughs> they got a so, new Transformers coming out, yeah? They do, actually. They do. Wait, who's in that? Oh, the kid from uh, In the Heights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, forget his, I forget his name. Anthony something. Yeah. He got caught in like, a strip club with uh, some white lady that was not his wife. And then he oh, went into man. hiding for like 18 months and now he's back and then, with Transformers. And now, <laughs> and hey, like, I'm back hey. in the movie! I'm a real Transformer! <laughs> <laughs> I'm different now. I'm different. I transformed. See the movie? Uh, 
let's talk about uh the Moana director uh Ansley Broom uh, uh, at sipping Coco on uh Instagram has been flaming uh Uncle Rock talking about how them hiring uh one of the producers from Hamilton um wasn't the best move because to properly tell our Pacific Islander story like Moana we could have many of the available like Moana Moana did a good job is that what we're saying the for the for the storytelling no like for the director right yeah but I mean they were always like oh the Moana like the cartoon one no one said everyone's like this is beautiful this is great this is wonderful I I think it was for what yeah for I mean well, it was directed by white people, right? Right. Yeah, it was written, written. Written by white written. people, directed yeah. by white people. They got some, uh, some Islander voices. That's what I was yeah. just about to say. Of course they had consultants. Yeah, you're right, Mike. How could you not? Because like uh, Lance pointed out, they got some of the specific things really good, like uh, the eel and the, and the coconut and um, like even the tattoos, like some of the tattoos that were done, like just the markings on them. Um, the I thought that, that the they boat, were drawn in. The boat was done right right yeah it looked yes functionally correct yeah i'm pretty sure somewhere along the line when me and my cousins were 12 we tried to build something like it with uh up us from the top you know when they had the hurricane and all the the metal parts the upper fly off yeah boat material right instead like families looking to patch their roof and we're out there (laughs) (laughs) trying to sail away on it um what, do you guys care who the director is of this uh, this film? Oh, man. I want it to be a good director. So if it's a Polynesian director, more props to us. I, I want that. That'd be great. But if there's a director out there, we could do it better. You know what I mean? People are always like, they can tell a better story. Well, that's, again, like we just said, that's why you bring them consultants to tell you to tell them how to do it, <laughs> you know. But like, like I said, like I said earlier in our chat, like, what if Steven Spielberg was like, so you're telling me that you're gonna be like, nah, Steven, we're gonna go with the little known uh, Polynesian director, so we can put him in the light yeah. and and hope that he makes a great movie. Mike. Mike, you made a good point that it's an investment. Yes. And yeah. it's like it's Disney, guys. It's, it's Disney. Fun, yeah. They're just looking at it. All right, I'm gonna put this hundred mil in. I'm trying to get five hundred to a billion out. Right. And right. From, yeah, I'm trying to get my return on it. Yeah, yeah, the best return on investment, unfortunately, will probably have to come from like a director who's been in the game longer, who has a lot more credentials. Right. Um unfortunately. Our people aren't getting those opportunities, but I mean, look at all the all the actors are going to be, all the actresses are going to be, right? Polynesian, I would hope. In in um, the uh, in the live action remake of Moana. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, there's gonna have to be compromise, right? Like between, like the cultural aspect of it and the monetary aspect of the movie. Uh, and you know, I think they'll do. I think they'll do fine. I'll still go see it probably. Right. I mean, yeah, I think we're all definitely still gonna. Yeah, but see, it. we're all locked in, no matter what, no matter who the director is, we are right. locked in to go see yeah. it. Yeah. But like, it may like for Disney, they want 
the people that are like on the edge on the on the fence like should i go see it should i not go see it they they're trying to grab those mm, people to get them in the yeah. theaters get those moderates in there yeah so like all white people like hamilton i feel like <laughs> a lot they'll be like that. oh shit the guy who did hamilton is doing this i'm there i've i've watched hamilton in the last week tactical it's their guilt uh Mac Moley said some funniest shit when the the Hamilton dropped on Disney Plus, like uh, I don't know what was it two years ago or whatever. After the first song, the band just transitions into the next song, and he was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna sing the whole fucking time." <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Oh shit, oh they're gonna sing for three hours? Hell yeah, okay." Uh, yeah, hey, they're gonna for sing for musicals. three hours. <laughs> bring the remote out um okay so it's gonna be a good movie it's gonna be good musically if they got somebody from hamilton background that catchiness um yeah, i think the consultants whoever they ask they'll be legit you know because yeah. they're trying to also like like the original moana it blended all of the yeah. right. it's the not cultures. just one culture it's not and just it's, one i feel like it's hard to do that when you have like like a Samoan director or a, a Maori oh, director or a Hawaiian director. Maybe it's easier from the outside looking in to mix those things mm-hmm. fluently right. for the movie instead of like, oh, we're only having Samoan shit. That's Damn. it. Yeah. Ayeto for life. <laughs> as a Samoan, yeah, as a Samoan, I'm like, uh, that's like, fine to have a Samoan director. But yeah. I'm say it on here now, man, but. I would not go watch that movie if that happened. If it was a Samoan director? No, if someone came out with like, I saw for life in the movie. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um, what is your what is your boat? Who me? Yeah. Oh man, I grew up in Uni, man, so uh yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was when I was growing up. Yeah, bro. Everybody now is um under this Osala, but yeah, growing up, I mean I have my mom's brothers. Uh, my mom was from Funko and her brothers grew up in Pongo. So uh, I have deep roots in Pongo. Um, a lot of my uncles, a lot of my cousins wrote for I had to, a lot of them still do. So I have respect for them. And uh, RIP to the great skipper, Henry Spasara, a uh, good friend of, with his son, Hank, who captained the, which was great to see this year. Uh, shout out to Hank. Uh, um, seeing him on the same boat that his dad captain to many wins and championships. Uh, that's great to see. That was great to see. But yeah, I grew up uh, cheering for Nui because uh, uh, by the time I was able to go out, hang out with the kids and you know do the things that village kids do, <laughs> uh, my grandparents, uh, well, my grandmother and the rest of my mom's siblings had moved to Nui, so. Uh, I spent a lot of time running around like Coconut Point, uh, the Paula over there, right behind my grandma's house, like catching crabs and stuff like that, or swimming in the water, like literally oh, yeah. right across the street from my grandma's house. So, and then watching my cousins also who lived in Nui row for uh, Satsan. Uh, so, yeah, roots in both, also in, in Funkomo. So, that's tough, but because I grew up in Nui, that's that's yeah. I wanna, I wanna get on one of those boats and row, and like really be in it. Shred uh, up your back, just fucking go. I see your auntie always down there. uh, Our auntie, auntie Andrew, always down at the uh, at the 
the practices and stuff, you know, supporting the yes, village. Yeah. She's big in the village now, you know. Your mom was always big in the village. Sam's big in the village. You got Carl rowing for um oh, yeah. 10 miles. Shout out so, Carl. Yeah, we should uh yeah, that'd be dope. You know, if you can find the time to go out there for uh like two months to practice with the boys and get on the boat and row one year, that'd be dope. Bro, go to Samoa for two months just to like ring her in some like well, I will tell you, I've seen dudes' <laughs> bodies transform in those three months or like whatever, how many long they train for it. Damn. I've seen people transform digitally. It's like, uh, especially uh, I got a I got a ton of friends, my, people I call brothers rowing for Matasawa and seeing their training. And when they come back from training, you know, they, they go on these diets and bro, your body literally just transformed. Yeah. Um, be- before we move on to to Taika's uh, Hollywood Reporter little keynote address, um, what do you guys do for exercise? Like, do you ball or like oh, you're in the yeah. gym, right? Oh, Craig, yeah, I play Stay basketball. Slim. Try to play twice a week. Walk the dog. Nice. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> if you, I can't you- do that, I'll uh just pick up these dumbbells I have in my house and. Start dancing like yeah, yeah, shake weight kind of yeah. That's correct. That yeah, was I one of the most uh devious machines ever to be made, man. The shake weight. Everybody's like, why do you have two hands in front of your face? <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen the videos, man. Um, <laughs> but that's every, that's how people would do it. You're like, yeah. hey, stop it. <laughs> hey, get, stop that. <laughs> Close your mouth. Dad, do you play in any open leagues, Mike? Are you playing in the open league right now? Uh, I'm about to start a league, I think, in two weeks. Oh, dope. With dope. the city. Uh, I think we usually play at the Yesler Community Center, uh, downtown Seattle. Um, I'm also thinking of joining a soccer team oh, and damn. a baseball team. Dope. Oh, hell yeah. Um, trying to get it any any way I can, yeah, pretty much. No. Uh, shout out to Will McCoy, who I live with. It's like a brother to me, so. Will's active. He, he, if there's, he's right now. He he plays soccer. He's in a soccer league, indoor soccer, mm-hmm. and then he plays in a flag football league. But if there's always a, a team that uh, he's able to run with during the open leagues, they have a a year round gym over here. They call it the Round uh, in Beaverton. Uh, they have leagues there. Uh, Will's usually in it, and that's how Will. I mean, man, he he. If you see Will eat, because we eat like regular together, like you, and then you watch him like play all these sports, you're like, wow, maybe I should play those sports. And then, no, something special about Will, because I tried, I can't do it. <laughs> what is it? You said he eats different? No, he doesn't eat any different than like Will can eat, man. Will can put down food, man. But I, like I said, I attribute to him staying the way he is, like size wise and being able to just run up and down these fields and courts mm. is because he stays active in those leagues. So. Uh, oh, so he can like, work out a little bit. Yeah, no, he can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's gonna burn it off. That's when yeah. I started working at UPS a couple years ago, and for that uh, holiday season. Yeah, I felt like I could eat whatever the fuck I wanted. I could eat Domino's every night if I wanted to, because I was getting in like twenty thousand steps. Like yeah. I was getting in stairs. I was getting in like long ass uh, walkways with all these packages and stuff, and just really like move my whole body would be like tired as shit super right. exhausted i remember like my first or second week of doing it on on my own 
Like I like threw up on the way home. Like I didn't even know I was that tired, but just over the whole day of grinding it out. Um, yeah, I ended up exhausting myself, but that's, that's cool because it's just my daily work that I would be getting in my workout. But now that I work from home or work in the office, I have to like go out of my way to work out. And it's uh it's definitely a lot harder trying to push myself or motivate, oh, motivate sure. myself to get up. So I've just been trying to take Nora on walks around. There's like a, I think it's like three mile loop, but it takes about an hour. Um, and it's through the neighborhood down like a park trail through a golf course and then around the neighborhood on the way back. Um, but I'm trying to make that like the regular loop. And then also that gets the baby out of the house for an hour. So Sammy can either have that time to nap or use that time to clean or do something else without having to have to keep an eye on Nora. Um, yeah, but just trying to figure out other ways to stay physically fit, stay active, stay healthy because, bro, I'm getting fat. I need to stop, stop eating so damn much. I'm taking these classes, right? It's like from the veterans, um, veterans affairs. Uh, yeah. but it's basically like just the basic education stuff about how food works and, um, what you eat and how you need to burn it off and, um, just stuff to try to motivate you to set goals, to be healthier and to get your shit together. I definitely need to get the blood pressure down, the blood sugar, all that stuff. Tests are not great. Um, yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Um, the workout stuff that you guys do. Uh, did you guys get to watch that uh, any of that Taika uh, interview or the clips that the Hollywood Reporter posted? He's like, so freaking tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of the diversity conversation. I'm so tired of the inclusivity conversation. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, what is, what, wait, what do you mean? It's like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of you asking how to fix these things. You broke it. <laughs> You're asking us to fix it. Yeah, definitely. Um, he definitely looked annoyed to have to be having to do that. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, he's oh, the shit. keynote, the keynote speaker, and right. he's just like, "Why the fuck? This is the shit you've got us doing." <laughs> oh man, didn't look annoyed. Or did you see it? Yeah, I did. I mean, imagine like everything that he goes to, and then like the people that invited him over just. Like, you know what I mean? One, you probably got invited also because you're a great director, but it's like, you know what? Invite Psycho because, you know, he's different. <laughs> you know, he's he's not, a brownie. Right. Like, it's time to be inclusive. Yeah, exactly. So, and then then to have to answer questions about that or be like the, the hates to say it, but like the token Polynesian up there, like when mm -hmm. it comes to like big things like that, pretty sure he gets irritating. He just wants to be a director, you know? Uh, the fact that he's a Polynesian director sucks that he always has to be just a Polynesian director. He can't just be a, a director, you know? A great creative, just in his own right. Right. And I wonder if that's that went into his decision to not be a part of the selection uh, committee for or be uh, considered to be selected for the director of Moana. Right. You mentioned this uh, in, the, in our group chat that yeah. uh, he didn't want to uh, participate in it and he was one yeah. of the early writers he would have yeah. been part of that story but it was just boring for him like and he didn't really yeah. want to do it that's just not his vibe he'd rather he said i'd rather just make another vampire movie like that's what i that's my shit 
you know, that's what to do. Yeah, right. Then try to you know represent for millions of people and right. you know, put that but all no, together. People want to be like, hey, no, nah, he's Polynesian. He's gonna do right by us. Well, maybe he doesn't. You know, maybe maybe that's not his shit. Like like I said, maybe I love vampires. I want to do another vampire movie, yeah. and then you can tell by when he uh or when he was uh given the role for the directorial role for Thor, mm-hmm. it went into a totally different direction because he's a funny dude. Like, I don't know if you yeah. guys ever watch Boy. If you haven't, go watch Boy. Uh, he's in the movie. It's directed mm. by him. Funniest shit. Funniest shit. Uh, one of the first uh, movies out of New Zealand that I was uh, able to watch. Um, the actors are funny. Taika does a great job in that movie. And so when I knew, what I knew of Taika was like um, the movies he did were comedic you know they had it was a good vibe and you could laugh about it so go offbeat right and then he did Thor which was different and you know people loved it other people who were more traditional did it and that's him he's not that traditional dude so I mean yeah of course he doesn't want to do like sit down and be like oh I gotta do a Polynesian film I lived that life (laughs) I think similar to how you guys mentioned The Rock um puts on for the people just by being such a big star like it he doesn't necessarily have to be speaking Samoan or doing Polynesian you know Islander things no just by being part Samoan and so visible in these spaces he's putting on and kind of opening people's minds and introducing our people to the world that's kind of I think could be said the same for for Taika. He doesn't need to be doing, you know, Moana. He doesn't need to be doing, you know, Lilo and Stitch or anything like that. Yeah. Or doing specifically Pacific Islander movies. Just by doing his offbeat, funny, like heartwarming films projects, that's how he puts on, you know, yeah. for the people. Um, Mike, do you have any uh thoughts on uh any other thoughts on Taika? Um, no, you guys pretty much covered it. Um He's doing his thing, and yeah, like we shouldn't. Why do brown people have to provide the the solutions? It's like if because if we didn't say anything, nothing would ever get changed. They'd just be like, "Oh, everything's great, guys. Right, right, right." Yeah, you didn't mention anything about how we yeah. fucked you over. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I agree with him on that in that regard. There, um, there was. There was a good point that he made in talking about the diversity, being diverse in casting and everything um, has been misunderstood to mean there needs to be a, a different colored person or a different race of person in every single casting that happens now. Like now there's two white people, a black person, a Mexican, an Asian person in every film, like, and that's just not representative of the groups that he grew up in like no one ever had a perfect balance of different ethnicities right. it was like mostly islanders you grew up with your family who are, who are the same as you but uh usually there wasn't a cut yeah, a big diverse swath of people so he feels like it's performative and not realistic so like art is being distorted by people trying to appease you know how accepting of all cultures they are instead of making great art so he was like yeah don't just put a polynesian in your your film just you know for me like 
if it makes sense, put them in there, but don't just yeah. put them in there because if it doesn't make sense, that's just the token, just the token Polynesian. So I, yeah, I encourage people to go watch it. It's a, that was a good, good little thing. And he started it by saying, yeah, we're on a writer's strike. So I didn't really write shit for this. I'm just going to give you it from my heart. <laughs> Bro, it just, just fucking went off on everybody. Um, we didn't get to talk about this last week, but I wanted to give Forrest some time uh, to defend uh, his goat uh, of basketball versus uh the betrayal. It's everybody's goat. Get it right, man. Scotty Pippen went on a podcast and was asked about, you know, who's the goat? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it LeBron? And he's like, LeBron is the greatest statistical player in the history. Michael wasn't it? And you know, Michael you take wasn't. that for what that means. And then he said Michael Jordan was a horrible basketball player who lost a lot before he joined. And once the team started winning, people forgot what kind of player Michael Jordan was. Forrest, please make sense of the words <laughs> coming out of Scotty Pippen's mouth. Bro, that's like you, like, oh my gosh, like, you, after you guys retired, you were saying nothing but good things. And, right. You know what I mean? It was cool. He was, he even said, there's another interview. You can go back and look for it. He says that Michael is the best, you know, from anybody. And then all of a sudden, I'm not going to say it happened around the time. Uh, Michael's son uh, reportedly started seeing uh, his ex-wife, ex-wife, Larsa Pippen, Larsa. Who, by the way, is for an older woman. She's not that much older than, uh, what's his name? Uh, what, what, Marcus Jordan? Yeah, they're having a baby, I think. Oh, well, see? Well, I mean, at least you know what he wasn't like just trying to hit it and quit it like... Uh, was it Malik Monk that reported he slept with her too? Oh, what? Uh, Scotty's yeah. Scotty's ex-wife yeah. was sleeping around with current NBA players. Yeah. yeah. And Malik Beasley. Oh, it's Beasley. Sorry. Malik Beasley. So uh I mean, bro, just, just let it let it go. Like, and Michael's even said that he couldn't win championships <laughs> if you weren't there. Michael said that, but you over here trying to call a dude like like oh, come on. Crazy, you are crazy, Mike. Do you do you agree that it's uh just some jealousy from the situation? Yeah, I like uh, Forrest said, if he would have had this energy at like right when he retired, right, then you'd be like, okay, I believe you, right? I believe you, like you are right. Michael Jordan wasn't shit until you got there, until you got there, like, yeah, he had scoring titles, but like. When you're you have a scoring title on a shitty team, that's like an empty trophy, in my opinion. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like you had over you know, like, green light all the time anyway. Every every shot, they're like, "Yeah, go for it, do your thing." Um, but yes, but he wasn't like that. He was <laughs> Michael's best friend. Like he was yeah. fucking. He was Robin. <laughs> he right. he should have been Nightwing, but he they stayed used Robin to go on vacations. <laughs> Him and Larsa Pippen used to go on vacations with Michael and his family. Yeah, and that's probably when dude, yeah. dude had a crush like, on her. Was like, oh, a little kid. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Miss Pippen. Like, and uh, like, bro, that's hey, you can't. I mean, I know it probably isn't directly that, but that has to be part of it. Another is like, and then he tore it up though. It was like six rounds a night. That's what she was talking about. 
<laughs> wait, wait, where did she say that? In the interview, she was like, "Yeah, Scotty had to give it six six times a night, a Man. night, bro." I was like, "What? That's a lot. That's uh, that's, not that's, anymore." <laughs> that wait, that's what Scotty was asking for. I think that's who was yeah. he was giving. That's what he was getting. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's why his back got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Man, it might have been. It was around the time he went over to Portland. Yeah, so <laughs> mistakes were oh, made, man. But it's yeah, just like it's it's like it seems you know fake. I mean? That's why that's what yeah, it's, right. it seems fake. Something like, something changed. Like you're just yeah. brittle. Like you can't say Michael Jordan's horrible. He's <laughs> a horrible player. And then if, if you want to say it, like I, Isaiah Thomas is because Michael Jordan. Uh, uh, like he sunned uh, Isaiah Thomas pretty much, little brother did like, and then I understand their beef. Uh, but Pippen, like my man, take like I'll say it too. And without you, Jordan don't have those championships. But without Jordan, you don't have a career, my guy. <laughs> yeah, you're just some dude, right? Yeah. Get out of here. I mean, maybe maybe you become a star. It's probably uh, likely. I mean, you're like. Buff and shit. <laughs> are there are there any like current NBA players that would be a comparison for solo Scottie Pippen if he never had Michael Jordan? Like, is there not Giannis? Right, that's too freak, athletically freaky. Yeah. Too freaky. Jamal I mean, Murray. If you ever had uh, Jokic, what? Be shit. <laughs> that's what. The... Oh, I thought you were. Comp- I thought you were saying Jamal Murray is like Scottie Pippen. I think like if 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 in that time. You could say that Scotty would be kind of a Giannis just because all of the things he could do from the three spot. Uh, but Giannis is different because he's six eleven and doing it at six eleven, you know, seven foot, and the size he had on him. But um, yeah, as a point forward, I think Pippen was one of the best to do it. I, I won't lie, Pippen, he could play defense. Um, he could hit the three. He could get up and down the court. Uh, but you know, his best attribute was to never. Venture like he never like he never flew for the sun. He knew where to fly, and so he oh, he would just stay a little above average. Right. Good, yeah. Because would you would you say Scottie Pippen is closer to LeBron or Aaron Gordon? LeBron. I what think you he's closer to LeBron. Like at the time, yeah, like. 95, 96. Yeah, probably closer to like a LeBron. The LeBron before LeBron. Aaron Gordon isn't like... (laughs) Aaron Gordon is good, man. Aaron Gordon is like a role player. (laughs) Like, Like, found the perfect role in Denver. Aaron Gordon is their fourth best player, maybe fifth. That's that's crazy. That's a a really good for the Nuggets, I guess. Yeah, for sure. It means a lot about their roster. For sure. Um. All right. Before we uh, do shout outs, um, let me know if there's anything other subjects you guys want to hit. But did you hear that uh, Los Angeles is discussing? I saw that. Charging oh, to get onto the freeway? Charging to get on the freeway. This is different from like tolls and like toll freeways right. or, or like He's fast pass. This is to get on the freeway. So this so is like you have like a sticker or something, and they take a picture of it. Is that how that works? Or like Ooh. your, I think on for the fast track uh, out there, they have like a, 
they take a picture of your license plate and just right. and charge you. you the bill. If you don't yeah. already have like an active account, they'll just charge you. Right. Um, How much do we know? Uh, I don't know. To use like tolls and stuff, it's like two bucks, right? Two, three, yeah. five, two, ten, three whatever. Oh, I think yeah, it like, also depends on how heavy the traffic is. It'll how go heavy up. the traffic is, what time it is. Like sometimes it's like Damn. 50 cents, a dollar. Yeah. But I think but, to get on the freeway, just because of how big and used it is, I think it would be like a low price. Like if you want to hop on the freeway, you got to pay like a dollar. Would you pay a dollar? Her exit. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, if if it tracks how long you're on the freeway, that would probably deter people. But would you pay would you pay a dollar to every time you needed to use the freeway? Fuck no. Hell no. No. No, no. I don't even like driving on the freeway. Bro, it's not even money at this point. I'm staying local. It's them taking uh man, you gonna charge me to ride on the freeway right now? They already charged me to build it. (laughs) Seattle, there was some construction on the freeway that was happening for like Always. 15 years something and every time we drive up to Seattle it would be like oh we're gonna have to wait 40 minutes in that one stretch of freeway but uh, LA traffic is really bad right yeah. So uh, how bad so, is it yeah. gonna be when you're not on the freeway now? So now we just okay, we'll just block the uh, regular roads and the whole so road. Right so are the regular roads are gonna be even more backed up then. Right. More backed up. And then well, you know I mean it's already hard for first responders to get to where they gotta get. It's cool. You know, we'll just have people die and wait on the line like yeah. as they're waiting for their ambulance or cops to get there. I mean, so I work about twenty minutes away, but I gotta get on the freeway to get down there and then pass Portland onto the other side of the river. Yeah. So I would be paying, you know, one, two, three dollars a week just to go to work and then a couple more bucks to get back on the freeway. Um, if I'm going to the dispensary, if I don't want to take the main streets, which would take 15 minutes and I only want to take the seven minute freeway route, that's another dollar, another dollar. Like, back. am I you saving know? gas even by taking <laughs> the freeway? Cause I got to go faster on the right. freeway. But just that, just that little bit could be a big, I don't know, a big, you know, pocket of change. Just taking a dollar from everybody. Yeah, the government's cashing in, bro. Imagine the people that have to use the freeway to get to work. That's what I'm saying. Like truckers or. Yep. Yep. See, are you going to charge truckers who have to use? Or like Uber drivers? Are you going to charge them? (laughs) Because that's the prices of Ubers go up. Yeah. It'll all of that will get passed on to the consumer. The Uber is going to make it, you know, charge the customer for that extra dollar. How you wanted to use the freeway instead of taking a long time that we could have charged you on the regular streets. Well, that's going to be two dollars. You know, truckers are going to add that on to the shipping fee. It's it's going to get passed on to the consumer for sure. But it's crazy that it's so packed down there that they're talking about doing that because the freeway is what free. It's supposed to be free. It's in the name. It's why it's called a freeway. It's because everyone can use it to go long distances. That's the cost way. Bro, another question is how many the payway. How many people get to live in LA? It's how do you live in LA? It's so expensive. What is it like? 
But you gotta be a, like you gotta have like six jobs to like live in LA. That's That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I feel like we need to do whatever it takes to get back to if you work one job, you should be able to afford one house. Afford <laughs> like like right. at least two I don't bedrooms. Know, how do you have to work so many jobs just to just to if have you, a house? Like why does Hawaii, it cost that much? Right. In Hawaii, people have multiple multiple people in your house have to work more than one job. So you can pay rent, not even own the house. Damn. So you can pay rent to live in that house. That's crazy. I'm just waiting for that crash. I know there's got to be another crash, right? People are saying, though, that when the housing market does crash this next time, it's not going to be a full crash. The, like, housing companies are going to buy up all the, like, whatever uh, like the, houses go down in cost. They're just going to the, get uh, bought by Zillow. Did? Right, Redfin. Redfin, uh, yeah. I just seen a report. This dude didn't pay rent for eighteen months. Turn around, uh, and bought the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the ultimate finesser. <laughs> right. Yeah, hey man, scam. I'm, I'm not gonna pay rent for eighteen months, but I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna buy this house at the end of those eighteen months. <laughs> Damn, he just saved up all his uh, his monthly rent and then that would, that would bought be the taxes. Think, right? That you're like, you know what? I'm just not gonna pay rent for 18 months. I'm gonna have enough to buy this house. That's whatever, true. whatever loophole you need to be able to afford <laughs> housing. Right. It's like this house isn't for sale. What are you talking about? <laughs> it hasn't been taken. I still need my 18 yet. months rent. What the fuck? <laughs> right? You want your money or not? <laughs> Give me your house. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to rent forever for sure. I need to get a, a house someday, but probably be easier with a lot more money. Or when that crash happens. Um, any other uh, topics that we might have missed uh, that you guys think we should discuss before we hit our shoutouts? Uh, do you guys know anybody who got like during COVID and then they got unemployment? Do you know anybody who got too much unemployment? Because, you know, the government is asking these people to pay it back. They are. Oh, that's not happening. Let me tell you, as someone who got unemployment during COVID. You can try. <laughs> I don't have any of that money left. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. You fucked up. I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You going to do debt forgiveness? I forgive right. you. <laughs> I forgive you. Put your hand on the Bible and say you that you'll never mistake. do it again. <laughs> Hey, I promise not to, you know, spend too much money that uh, you guys well, give me. It's I definitely different, different uh, costs. I know me and my girl were uh, on unemployment for some time together. She was getting more than me. Like, so, I don't know. Maybe she owes. What, Shit. <laughs> Mate, what about those dudes that were doing, like, the, the, the loans? The PPP. Oh, the yeah. yeah. Yo, you ain't catching those fools at all. Just go after, just go after the stock market guys. <laughs> just go after the corporations. Don't people in the Lakers facility? I believe. I think somebody. Oh in yeah, took PPP loans, and they were like, "Yeah, we need them." <laughs> Yo, we're a billion dollar company. We need them. That's funny. That's they were just funny. like, "Are you guys giving out money?" Yeah, we'll take some of that. Wait, <laughs> I don't think people should have to pay back if the government fucked up. I, yeah. I gotta say, I was, what made me think about this was I saw a story that um, they like paid too much of this good dude's pension 
and then he died, and so they like started chart. They charged it to the the wife. Did the fuck? Wow! Like, like, fucking guys, two hundred thousand dollars that they gave too much or some some yeah. shit. And they asked and, for two hundred k back. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and they were like one of a bunch of people that this was happening to. I'm like, yo, y'all fucked up. You got to yeah. take the L, man. You can't be That's asking crazy. for it back. Throw me a quarter million. Just <laughs> like, like, How was I supposed to know I was getting too much money? <laughs> they were like, hey, we fucked up, but you should have been a good citizen and turned it in. <laughs> she yeah, was like, no. there's no way it should be this easy to get this much money from the government in times of need. <laughs> Something's got to be wrong here. Hey, yeah, you guys, guys aren't that generous. Damn. Yeah. Is that is supposed to be two zeros? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like we could talk about this some other time, but like deciding how our taxes are spent, like on how we should use. I know there's billions and billions, trillions of dollars that we collect each year from the people. So I feel like there could be a better way to decide what that money gets spent on, because right now it's just Congress, you know, lining up a bunch of bills and drafts and we're going to do this with this money. But it's it all feels like it's lobbyists kind of influence that stuff the way the bills are written so it never is truly what the american people need and are paying for it's always like some somebody's getting some cut somewhere and congress people are getting you know sorry jaded uh they tried to get me man like i got a a, uh mail from the irs and then i got an email saying you can qualify for the EIC because I didn't file for it because I knew I was like they weren't gonna give it to me. <laughs> then it came, I was like, "You want me to file so I can get in trouble?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you could get more money. Psych. Actually, you owe us fifteen thousand. <laughs> we just needed you to sign that last we part. Just need you to sign gotcha, that bitch. Last part, man. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. Man, I, the IRS actually just opened up like a. They're starting their free tax filing. So next year you don't have to do TurboTax or uh, Intuit so or anything. TurboTax can't get you help you get more money than you should. Right? Yeah, they're so, like, "This is all you're getting, dog. That's it." <laughs> I heard it's like, no, we owe you like ten thousand more. Nah, just five fifty. You're good. Man, you're you- using the free service. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Take this forty dollars. Right. Take these two twenties. There's your rebate. <laughs> that I. If they do it right and you're able to get your maximum rebate, hopefully <laughs> they're not trying to fuck you over for using the IRS filing system. That's going to be a huge thing because that's right. also been a barrier for me to like file my taxes. I don't want to go and talk to like an actual person or I know. Do it, but they look how poor I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here are all my receipts of all the money I don't uh, have. <laughs> I promise. I already know. I already know I'm bad with money. Thank you. <laughs> those those are not mostly <laughs> Please tell me. Those those are not mostly food receipts, I promise. If you look deeper, <laughs> some of them are for golf, I promise. <laughs> like eight hot dogs at the ninth hole. Do I get a discount for all the times I've gone to the weed store? Yo, oh, hey. I'm like directly helping education and police. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> a lot of these dollars are being used for our communities, so I'm just doing my part. Can I get another quarter pack? Just helping. <laughs> part of the community. Right. Play your part. You know, shout out to dispensaries. 
um shout outs mike man shout out to your uh your brother I know, champ. crazy what was it was it long jump was it hurdles? triple jump triple jump what is the triple jump uh so there's like a line and then you have from that point one two three and then you gotta go on the third one so you're just and trying it, to go uh, as far as you can from that white line that you jump from there's like probably like 15 feet in front of it and then a sand pit. Yeah. I don't know the exact the exact dimensions of it. Uh, I was definitely a noob. Me and my whole family, we were like, we right. don't know what the fuck is going on. Where's the basketball hoop? Why he, why he get to jump three times? <laughs> like, that's a travel. Travel! <laughs> nah, but yeah, no. he came, showed out. He jumped a foot farther than second place. Uh, and it's his first Dude. year ever doing it, so that was interesting. What's his name, Matthew? Yeah, shout Matthew. Out. Shout out, Matthew. Shout out, young Matthew. Yeah, that was going to be my shout out. Also, uh, uh, shout out to my dog, Coda, who's been responding very well to his new medicine. Let's go. Oh, dope. Good yeah, he's doing real good. I'm very excited. Um, he, And his picture is going to be on that Travis Thompson album? Yeah. Um, he released a song last week called Happiness with Jake One and uh, Jay Worthy, I think. Uh, and for like 10 minutes, the album cover was on it. And oh, I was nice. like, oh, shit, there's Coda. And then and then it switched back to like the single album art. The uh, single cover. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's going to be there real soon. Shout out King Coda. Yes, sir. You guys got any shout outs this week? Forrest, what you got? Oh, man. Shout out to my nephew. He just got back from Hawaii. He went down there for uh, graduation, uh, one of his cousins. So I know he had a good time out there. He deserved to go out back to Hawaii and eat all the good food. Uh, I saw his sister post today. They were eating uh, okay from Foodland. Made me cry because <laughs> I didn't go down there this weekend. Damn it. Uh, great. Uh, man, shout out to get to like Eri. We had Eri on here, uh, the last show. Uh, just him, man, hustling, man. I know a lot of times we we love to have him on here just to come and basically talk shit with us, basically. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's got so much stuff going on, man. So shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, always a good interview with with yeah. Eri. He's all he's in the community. He's doing great. A bunch of things that he set his mind to, like when he first started doing Levasa, like the main thing was, how can I help my community? How can I, you know, unite these people? How can I, you know, take care of my family and stuff? Well, let me start this clothing brand and see what I can do with it. So now after growing it for years and, and to see the things that he's doing in his community with the food drive, connecting different people, bringing them out together so that they can, you know, Build those relationships and those connections that that are going to lead to all these different opportunities and projects. I feel like that's his 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 sweet spot, yeah, like where he's meant to be, where he's supposed to be, doing yeah. what he's supposed to, and that's just definitely his calling. Like yeah 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 yeah. He's yeah. in his calling right now. He's in his bag and he's getting ready for the summer. Lavasa Island Apparel. They're going to be uh, in San Mateo this weekend. Yeah, San Mateo. Uh, they're going to be up in Vancouver uh, in, July. in July, definitely on the road. So make sure you're Four hitting up and following them. Yeah. 
Oh, bro, I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna pot there. We're gonna oh, definitely definitely. record and. I can already out. taste the food, man. <laughs> uh, bro, yeah, it's always good food. Sorry, I got uh, one more shout out. We got yep. one more. Go for, for it. Sure. Uh, so Saturday, July 29th, uh, Big Oost Radio is doing its third annual Pacifica Food Festival. Uh, and my sister is is like one of the Vendors? sponsors. Sponsors. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, and yeah, so Ian's e. gonna be there. Hey. Uh, and yeah, so that should be a lot of fun. Everyone who's listening, it's gonna be uh in Lakewood, Washington at the Harry Lang Stadium, July 29th. I'm gonna be there. Maybe I'll see some of you guys there. Hell yeah. Sure, yeah. Nice, yeah. We gotta definitely link up and there's there's yeah. gonna be all these events now, especially this summer. I feel like it's summer festivals, yes. Definitely. People are coming back out. This is something that uh, Carl and Naki mentioned on the um, the FICO broadcast, Pacifico by Design. Um, this is kind of like the summer where we're really getting out of the quarantines and restrictions. Yeah. And this is our full year of, of putting these events together and people coming back out and showing up yeah. to these events. So definitely building back up that community and just seeing each other and 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 having that time spent together that quality time is going to be something i'm looking forward to and i'm sure our communities are looking forward to um so that's going to be definitely dope to see this summer and moving forward um yeah is covid is covid gone no, it's in Don't the back pocket, it, bro. Sorry, <laughs> it's in the back pocket, They're keeping it there just in case one day people start getting unruly again. You have to throw it back out there. There's a Psalm one uh, guitarist, uh, Nat Picking, on Instagram. Uh, he always does like these tutorials and shows people yeah. how to play these these island jams. He actually just got COVID the day before his kid's like fifth birthday yesterday. Oh, damn. So. It's still out there. Careful. You see the yeah, well, the, you, you see the video he posted. He was, do you guys like the way my family's doing the sound one slap test? I didn't oh, see that one. Oh, it's hilarious! This is white family. They're doing some kind of like clapping dance. I was like, bro, you ever post something like that again? <laughs> Shout out to that picking. Uh, Forrest, you have any other ones? No, man. Just uh, shout out to everybody out there getting through another work week, man. Uh, another week up for you guys another week went down so i hope whatever you guys were any projects you guys were working on anything you got in the back of your mind that you guys aren't comfortable talking about i hope you uh get some kind of reprieve from either one man i hope your projects are all going through everybody's successful in what they're doing this week carry on into the next week so yeah man have a great week out there guys everybody have a great week um, shout out as always to, uh, brother Eri, uh, brother Va, everybody at, uh, Levasa Island Apparel, uh, make sure to check them out. www.levasaislandapparel.com. Uh, this is episode 55. Shout out to the 55, the number 55, Junior Seau. Ooh, junior Seau. Rest in peace. Say ow. Make them say ow. Ow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, legend, right? Just somebody that came out of USC and, and really put his mark um, 
on that Chargers defense and in the Before league. Him, and was, I had never seen a Polynesian get drafted in the first round. So, yeah, he was definitely a, a, a positive example for a lot of us growing up. You could look up and be like, "Not a, yeah, that guy's a all pro. He's got his own restaurant. He's like super in shape. He's got like, you know, uh, got Mr. it all. San Diego. Mr. Mr. San Diego. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Junior Sale. Rest in peace. Um, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate you guys uh, coming on and, and talking sports and, and culture here on uh, this episode. Yes, sir. Uh, but that is it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 55. We will be back next week with even more on sports, uh, Pacific Islander culture, and, you know, recent events, current events. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, for Mike Thiesel, Forrest Doldalau, I am Lance Falatongo. Thank you for listening. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Stay balling. Love and light. Peace. Peace. Peace.